0: Behind all the glamour. Behind the luxe listings. A raw take on all things real estate. All things New York City. All All things things us. Okay, so here we are. Welcome back to Real Talk, Season 3, Episode 2. And we've had guests before, but not many, but this person is a very special guest. And I'm really excited today to have Kirsten Jordan, my dear friend and fellow broker colleague, and now 40 years old. I'm now 40 years old. Because <laughs> that was at your birthday party last <laughs> yeah, weekend. Yeah, I know. You're,
1: well... It's so funny because I feel like we knew each other before I moved to Alamin. And now yes. that we're like within the same building and then we have all these commonalities that keep happening.
0: And we come down. So I'm on five. Kirsten's on six. And we'll call each other and say, are you in the office? And then just meet up and I don't know De-con- the deconstruct, hell. deconstruct some deconstruct, crazy de- stuff that just decompress, happened. Decompress, yes. So I want to ask you, you just mentioned when we first met, do you remember the first time we met?
1: Well, As far as meeting in person, we met years ago in person at at like a listing. Like we met at like, I think, 12 East, 88th Street or something like that.
0: That you remember?
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like an addresses and faces person. yeah. And then, and then, and then I think, I think we'd made an offer on it with these crazy clients that never ended up buying anything. I I do remember They're not crazy. I love them, but they didn't buy anything yet. And then, and then I think after that, it was like through, wasn't it through Vivace?
0: Vivace. And do you remember?
1: We went and it was like pouring rain outside at Kirsch.
0: At Curse next to Barney. I was going to say Barney Greengrass, but, <laughs> but we, we ended up there. next door. Exactly. Yes. And that's when we kind of like, Vivachi thought we should meet. Yes. And we met and we really talked and bonded. And then the rest Oh, yeah. Of it
1: was like, we like started talking. It Were was you like, at Elman then? Were you at Elman then? No, I wasn't. What was I? No, I wasn't at Elman yet. You weren't. I wasn't at okay. Element yet. Um, I think I was like coming to Element, so. or I was like just getting. It was like it was like literally like all happening at once. Like I was like coming over that day, or it was it was, it was like insanity. God, it's
0: amazing uh, how much has changed in so many ways. I mean, wait, that was before COVID, right?
1: No, no, I, no, I think it was during. I think COVID. it was like during COVID. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it was like weird, and we were sitting outside, and then it was pouring rain because you had to sit outside, and then that's right.
0: God, and COVID was, feels like a whole other. Yeah, I mean. In such a short period how that, and I I remember saying, I can't wait till we don't wear masks. And where I find a mask in a pocket, I'm like,
1: oh, my God. Remember we used to wear these things? Or right now when people are like, should I wear a mask outside?
0: Yes, because the air quality. Yeah. Crazy. Sucks. All right. So let's go backwards a little bit. We were talking a little bit beforehand and you're. You said this weekend you're going to I'm
1: going to Westport, Massachusetts. My grandfather has a house up in Westport Mass and we like all cram into this like eighteen nineties property that he has on his property, which is not where he lives in. And um and there's a golf carton and, and my kids just go oh my crazy. God, that's amazing. And they gather sticks for like a whole day. Sticks. and and then they burn them and we oh, do like a bonfire. bonfire yeah they love it like it's like that's what they do all day they're like out and getting that the sticks is so... and then we do like a whole body tick check when it's over right of
0: course <laughs> but i love that because it's so I was gonna say nineteen fifties, but I wasn't kind born of. in the face. But it's even like when I was a little kid, like yeah. we'd go to the woods to go play.
1: Yeah, like there's no good TV. We finally got right. internet and air conditioning in the house like last year. And um and it's just it's like a good time for them. There's like the TV's not even good enough for them to they'll like watch some DVDs that are super old. So they right. have nothing to watch. So and they I, have no choice. They have no choice.
0: I love it. All right. So tell me, let's this is your Maternal or paternal grandfather. This is my
1: maternal grandfather. He's okay. 96. What's his name? His name is Bob pozo Bob? Bob Pozo. That,
0: that's not his given. Well, it's shortened. It's Robert, speech. Robert Pozo. No, no, no. no it, the Pozo. Scott. Pozo, be.
1: no, Pozo. He's Italian. And you know, the coach for the uh for like some I, I want to say it was like the the Italian soccer team that mm. won the world championships in like 1970, whatever. His name was Victor, Victorio Pozo. Oh. And my grand, my great grandfather's name was Victorio Pozo as well. And they're from the same region, but they're not actually the they're same not person. Real, oh, wow. So, but yeah, so my grandfather's dad came over. Okay. And so, so my grandfather was born here in the U.S., but his, his dad was born in Italy along with his mother.
0: And your grandfather was, he's a businessman, right? He's a businessman. Tell me, tell me he's a little a bit. He's yeah. self-made,
1: self-made businessman who did, so he started off doing sales i guess he worked for ge doing sales okay um he went back to school to get his master's at harvard actually wow. after he had been at i want to say what's the name of the college it's a colorado school of mines is where he did his undergrad he was a football player and then he ended up getting into business in i want to say it's he had a after after he you know went went back to school he ended up going into business making circuit breakers circuit, circuit boards mm. circuit boards so it was like in that time when like it was the beginning of all right. of that. Uh, he had a business partner and I think he sold the business in 19, like 80. And, and ever since he's just been like on boards doing stuff, he never stops. He has a journal where every single day he writes down like one or two lines about what happened that day. He weighs himself every day. He oh exercises every day. He still plays tennis. He like gives you the third degree whenever you meet him. Every time he called me after my birthday party and he yeah. goes, why wasn't he there? He was going to come, but he has neuropathy in his leg from oh. from uh, shingles. And so he he ultimately decided. And is your grandmother living? No. He's actually outlived his second wife just as of this January. Wow. It's too bad. Okay. But he's, so he's moving. He's He's just. He's, so he's like really a force. He's really a force. And he's the kind of guy that is always asking you how much stuff costs and how much money you're making. He's always like, so how much do you make on a deal like that? How much? I love that. Percentage? And at 96,
0: at? he's really still he's so, so engaged. Sharp. And
1: yeah, you get him on the phone. Right. Within three minutes, he's being like, so how many deals do you do this year? How many houses did you sell? How many apartments? How many apartments does Stefano still have on the market?
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my grandpa, God. you're killing me. <laughs> and every he's really the patriarch of the family.
1: <laughs> he truly is. Like, he's such a force. Such a force. I mean, I remember him being, I mean, he's always been just a really, really incredible force for all of us. It's right. it's, it's wild. And we, you know, I call him up, talk to you know, talk to him about stuff. He loves, you know, he loves hearing about what's going on. He's very proud, you know? So
0: I have to tell you, I was going to where I was going with all this. I mean, you shared a little bit about your family and more your family, but your grandfather, I feel like he's your, not that your parents didn't have their, as my parents had their role, but he's kind of like, you have his energy.
1: Oh, I mean, 100%. Like like I, if anything, I like think like, what would grandpa do in this situation? Like how, because he's so, he's like so straightforward and so non-emotional and so just like direct and to the point, to to the point where like, if you can't take it, if you can't take it, it's, it's, you have to be, you have to be able to take it, right? you know, because he's so like, he's so direct that it's it's actually quite inspiring and he's so it's the dis it's being so disciplined and so driven that's amazing like he literally weighs himself every day like we went up to I went up to see him over Memorial Day weekend I got there and granted his second wife mm. passed away in January so you know, it's, it's been a lot. I mean, yeah. he's, he's now, he has a dog, but you know, he's, he's on his own. And so. When did
0: you, he was still married to your grandmother when she passed?
1: No, my, my grandmother passed away when she was 56 actually. So she passed oh. away about 30 years ago. Okay. And so he got remarried yep. and it was the same summer. My, my mom and dad both got remarried that same summer. So it was the summer oh, wow. of 1992. And they okay. all three, they all three got remarried the same well, summer. Okay. Crazy. If you're going to do it. Yeah. You're going to do it. Everybody, right. would, everybody got remarried okay. 30 years ago. Can you
0: imagine if it was a, Three person. (laughs) They all got married at the compound. There we
1: go. Just like, let's just get everybody, just everybody, let's just fix everybody's lives. Three for the price of one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you're going to cater. Exactly. So go on. Once you go to 100 people, you might as well just go for it. Exactly. So he. I, I go up there for Memorial Day weekend. I'm like, Grandpa, so we're doing do this. I were thinking of doing dinner this night, whatever. And then and then I call him up and he's like, you know, I just realized I actually have a cocktail party to go to tonight. It's a Saturday, I, I but it's going to be done at like seven seven thirty. So I'll be back for dinner. Oh my god! But I got to go to this cocktail party. So he goes to the cocktail party, comes back. He's he has dinner with us. And then the next day, because he had also had a lunch that day with some friends. The next day, I said, Grandpa, do you want to come to lunch with us? We're going to be going into town for lunch. And he goes, I ate too much yesterday. That was a lot for me. So I'm going to be staying home and just having a sandwich because you know I can't let my weight get out of control. Wow. Okay. I was like you are such You will never hear
0: <laughs> that come out of my mouth. <laughs> and we talk about my weight too much on this podcast.
1: Oh god, you're not. Is that you?
0: Who is ringing? Oh my oh god, gosh. it's me. Who is that? Who is
1: it? Okay, so, yeah, anyway, So, he's very so. disciplined. Yeah, he's very disciplined that's and amazing. it actually shows you, I mean, they, they But like, that's you too. Oh, I mean, oh my absolutely. god, you're
0: so incredibly disciplined. I, am. I so we share we share a life coach, we share a trainer at the gym, not that we go together although I was supposed to come on your birthday. Yeah. Um but Kevin, our trainer and I we talk. Oh, I was doing something today and I literally said to him, so if Kirsten was doing this, how many would you make her do? <laughs> Meaning like you would do 30. I was like doing 15. He's like, "No, the same amount." He said, "But she'd be like throwing the ball back at me and saying, "Throw it harder at me." <laughs> You are so disciplined. Yeah.
1: Well, I think actually in I've, everything
0: you do. Are you really Oh uh,
1: really? Are. See, I think I think I've learned to be so disciplined yeah. in areas that are autopilot for me. Like I was an athlete in high school. Right. And so therefore what did you, that translated what? I was a race walker.
0: I thought that was after. That was during. That was it a was high, high school, school sport.
1: That was a high school sport. It was the mile race walk. It was a fifteen hundred meters. Yeah, and then it was a sixteen hundred meters at the at the national level. So when you're at the like local level, right. it was a fifteen hundred, which I is didn't almost know a, high
0: schools had that as a. Like, so they
1: not every high school in the in the U.S. We does. certainly did. No, it was in New York. A couple of other like California right. has it. A couple of other states have it, and so. But I I got discipline from that because I ended up being so I was lucky because I had beginner's luck with the race walk. So I started off. And I was on a, I was in like a, they start you off in these heats. I don't know if you're familiar with track and field, but they put you track in. Track and field I am, but yeah, not so, so heat, so, yeah, so it was a heat. So it was, they put me in the second or the third heat I ran because track I just started. High school, so. so, you yeah. know, you get, you're in the second or third heat. Right. You're not with the best people. So I think I was in the second heat and I started it. It was the first time ever doing a race. I had practiced and I went out and I like won and I was like lapping people. And it was the kind of thing where because of the beginner's luck and that high from winning, even though I hadn't won the ultimate race, right. I was like, oh. Oh, I could be like really good at this. Okay, but
0: why speed walking so and not?
1: I was track? never. I'm not really a fast runner. I'm not a fast runner. Right. I'm not good at any of those other sports. I did like the discus and the shot put at one point, but like. All right,
0: but hold on. But speed walking is it's it's time and and length, right?
1: It's, it's very it's very form focused. So your body has to like like race walking basically like it's it's literally the way that your body yeah moving moves. your hips yeah, exactly right. and the, and it's form so if you if you don't have the right form they disqualify you so i was just i oh. just happened to be good wow i just happened to be good at this one thing and i was really good and then i basically ended up winning the state championships my senior year and then i won the national championship so i was an all-american athlete in the race walk
0: okay so that so, so it's form like like skating they yes. they judge form as well not just like Track and field, where you just finish the race, whoever wins. You can hit people. You can knock them over. Nobody cares. Just actually the
1: end. All right. So I want to go back
0: to this reminded me when we talked about your grandfather. So my grandmother, Anna Lerner, my father's mother, so my paternal grandmother, her name was Anna, which is beautiful, but they called her Mabel. I don't know why. But anyway, the story goes that in the 1920s, she came over from Hungary. Mm -hmm. And then brought her brothers over, and they started a big business, the Learner Brothers. But that's that's a side story. She, this is how I heard the story. She worked for Gimbel's Department Store, oh, which and she was their number one buyer. And I don't know if this number's right because it sounds high to me. But they say that in the twenties she was making ten thousand dollars a year, which I believe was a lot of money right at the time for a buyer. At a, and she was so successful. Oh. And that the the people that would come in to sell all the, the garments and products that she bought, they were like, they weren't educated. They couldn't even sign their name. And she's like, I have all these brilliant brothers. She set them up in business. That's what became learner brothers. But she is like the she's known matriarch. at the found fam- that matriarch. She, you know, started her brothers who became wildly successful and their children became wildly successful. And I think I have her. My cousin once said to me, an older cousin said, oh, you have, you have her energy. And he's yes. a very successful businessman that always asks about my business. And I'll tell oh, I this is a quick the,
1: story. I think that's, but yeah. I think, and I think that happens. It passes. There's something that passes. That's like a, like passes everything through. Yes, yeah. There's, there's kind of like
0: we talk nowadays about trauma, family trauma oh, yeah, that goes yeah. down or even just family little success, twitches.
1: even just little twitches. Like my, right. my son does this thing that my, that my husband does. He just go, he goes like this when he's warm, he wipes the sweat off his brow Uh, in the same way, same way. And there's this thing with his tongue, you know, things like that, that you're like, oh my God, you're you're not learning that from him. You're doing that because it's an inherent twitch that comes from inside of you. That you can't, I mean, when you see my, my sister and my mom and everybody, I feel like we all talk like the same person as well. There's that. I mean,
0: clearly. (laughs) Certainly your younger sister.
1: (laughs) Wow, she
0: was a powerhouse. She made a speech <laughs> at it your was birthday cute. party. I, yeah, I she was all. amazing, and she—I know this because she talked about it in her speech. She's a broker in Atlanta, and she's
1: actually Charleston. Charleston. Oh
0: my God, I got that wrong. Right, I thought you're it was. Of yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, in Charleston, and she literally was talking about all of us sending her referrals yeah. in her speech. Right,
1: she was like, "Yeah, you know," and, and just so you know, I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. I was like, "All right, well, <laughs> you're right. You are." Might as well get up she there and say great. something about it.
0: That was a fun party, but I, I, it didn't surprise me because of who you are, and it just it was fun, fun people, oh, great yeah. food, and it was, and there was a lot of love in the room. It was yeah, great.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, it was. It's it's a lot to come down from, like I was saying. Yeah, it was really fun, really. Amazing. Now you got
0: to get back to work.
1: Oh man, yeah, right. right.
0: Yep, and pay for the party. <laughs> I gave. <laughs> can I say this? Yes. So we just. As, as You're donating all, know. all over the place. Well, yeah, yeah we got, had the gala, on. but before that, we had Lily's Bat mitzvah, and thank God, you know, we worked hard and we had a beautiful event and whatever yeah. it costs. But I said to Kirsten, "Ah, oh, it's your fortieth. Go for it. Just I give you permission to spend a lot of money."
1: <laughs> yeah, because I had a budget, and you are like, "Oh, you're going to have to double that money," yeah. and I was like,
0: huh, "And I'm not. Huh. Cra- I'm not one that just spends no, to spend, no, but, you but you I just, know what it takes to you know have what a beautiful event." So it's true. And, and it really, it's a one that you only do these certain times in your life.
1: And you know what? It is the kind of thing where once you do it at a certain level, you can't skimp in other areas. That's right. Because otherwise it becomes either super noticeable yeah. or just it. you you look back and you're like, oh, my God, I wish I yeah. at least it just was for the whatever.
0: No, it was terrific. All right. So where should we go from here? I, right. I
1: know. I, 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 there was a list here of all kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, we and usually like, never even no, refer no, back no, to this exactly. list. Just
0: some talking points, dude, <laughs> in case we have nothing to talk about. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Us. All right, real estate. How long you have been a broker?
1: I've been a broker for 15 years.
0: All right, so I'm just before we're going to go deeper in that. But someone said to me, and people ask, well, first of all, I get this all the time. Oh, you're in New York City. It's so competitive. Is it like Is it so dog through, do people eat dog? And other I'm alive. like, not really. I never,
1: I only have moments. There are moments where I randomly have something happen. I'm like, oh, Oh, that was a little cutthroat. Yeah. Huh. But it's never something. But by the way, but,
0: that would be everywhere. That's a personality, yeah. but it's not like I find that people are at a certain level very collaborative. Yes. And at a certain level, other. very
1: collaborative. And then, and then randomly when you're about to sign something very, very large or or something like that, you'll yeah. have like a cousin that'll come out of nowhere and you're like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. That, you know, that, the stuff like that's, that. That's, just, yeah, that's just, the, just the way it works. Fun right? Stuff. That's just fun.
0: Yeah. So, so, and people ask me, well, why would you have another broker? Oh yeah, and I was like, "Why won't I?" I mean, we talk. We normally talk. Oh yeah, and we collaborate and we help each other.
1: Yes, and my
0: clients. And there's enough to go around. There truly is. If I work my best and do what I'm supposed to be doing, and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the greatest thing that could happen is that we're competing. Yes, which means we're getting to a level where
1: yes, we've
0: expired or or, uh, all of our. I potential. mean, it, it, it's,
1: it's, I, I think there's inherently this idea that everybody thinks that all agents should be against each other, right? fighting over stuff. But the reality is, is like, OK, or even think about the the situation of an expired listing. And maybe, it, you know, we're better off going to one somebody that you at least know and like yep, that's than right. it going to somebody you don't know or like yep. or, you know, or know you can't collaborate with if, you know, should something happen with your exclusion list or something like that. I mean, there's all kinds of scenarios where it just pays to be. Friends And I know, like, there are other agents out there. Doesn't, like, uh, Barbara Fox do, like, a Christmas party every year with yeah. all these agents? And, I mean, it's not a crazy idea. No. It's a, well, we it's a had, collaborative. I
0: mean, we at our parties and events, yeah. you end up becoming friends when you're in this business. I've been doing so, it 23 years. You become friends with people you want. And they're just genuine friends. And, of course, I think there's protocol that if you're at an event, you're not soliciting no, but exactly. anyway, that's like, but also the other part of it is think about. the
1: only people who truly understand me are real estate agents. Right. Like on some Push level, there's just yeah. like the day to day and the understanding of even just being able to hang up on each other or being able to, you know, like, I, I mean, hang up on each other in like the best way, but be like, no, oh, it's coming in. Bye.
0: Yeah. I you mean, did that to the, me yesterday. I yeah, got to yeah. take this call. This, take it, the, this right. I was expecting. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, like yeah. you're, and then I'll call you back or uh, right. whatever. It's like that or like yeah, I know, but I can't really come out until Saturday at like eleven because I'm showing something at nine thirty in the morning right. in the West Village. I mean, on on July fourth. I mean, just stuff that other industries people would look at you like you're totally nuts.
0: It's just part of our business. That's really true. And yeah. how
1: much of the business is mindset? Because if I think we've all seen agents who like have been like this and been like that. And, you know, it was something personal, you know, something happened in their life. And that's what really did it, because this business is so, so based on what you're putting out there, the energy you're putting out there. I mean, it's like it's, it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's come a long way we've talked about that so what's your grandfather weigh <laughs> what's he, the weight I he mean keeps like still?
1: he I think he I, I actually think he weighs like between like 157 and like 163 or something he's oh, like a, he's uh, not a he's not a big guy right. you know um but he's fit but he's super fit right yeah
0: that's amazing
1: yeah 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 and he'll re- he'll read it off to you if you're like oh so what's your he's like well you know i feel really good here and then I can swing up to here but then I gotta get down I gotta stop eating desserts for a couple of days to get back down yeah. You know? Again, you'll
0: never hear that come out of my <laughs> mouth. But okay. So, all right, we're talking a little bit about real estate or a lot about real estate. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years. What would you do? And obviously you were on million dollar listing. Yeah. You're getting all these speaking gigs. I know you have other things in the works.
1: Yeah.
0: So what would you do if real if it truly wasn't real estate? Right. What would you do?
1: The if God is, came is, down and said, and you said have you, two
0: seconds, tell me what you want to do, and he'd
1: make it happen. I would do, I would do, I would just do public speaking. Like, in, in, you know. Like motivation. Motivation. Speaking. I would literally yeah. host seminars. Like, I love, I love watching what Tom Ferry does. Like, I would love to do that yep. with my life all right. day long. I could do that all day long. And, I mean, granted, I think you need to rest in between things, because I actually think it, even, no matter how much you love it, there's so much adrenaline that goes into it that I actually think you need profound rest, because it is profoundly exhausting. Yep. Um. But that you know the i i you know i'm dying to get a book deal that's really what i want to do i'm working on that right now just like all that stuff around thought leadership and motivation especially for women especially for mothers who just feel like they just don't know where to go next because i think motherhood especially especially for women who maybe have to leave an industry because it's not Family friendly mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. or they just in general can't figure out how to make it work being, you know, either being double income at that point, just because of the fact that their sacrifices have to be made on both sides. I just feel like that is so, pa- I'm so passionate about that because I feel like I lived it so intimately by being an agent while I was pregnant and then postpartum and then pregnant oh, again. You were and then postpartum? I, I did, I did. No, I mean, like I just, just life in general, oh, having babies yeah. and, and getting through like. How old are your your kids now? So five, uh, seven, almost eight uh, and nine. So I was, you know, I feel like I was an agent and I've been in the business for like, you know, seven years when I had my first kid. And and like it's it's real. This
0: business was I'm going to say traditionally a a women a woman's business. And so it was that friendly mother or friendly it's to mother so. however you put it
1: and now it's like it's changed n- now it's not really that because friendly.
0: it's be- that that's because this business has become it's grown up
1: it is it is a real certainly
0: thing. well I'd say in every market yes but Especially it got there here. faster in the bigger markets in the yes. New York City Beverly Hills where you're dealing with a certain type of person and Higher price points.
1: Yes, because then you can truly scale because there's, you know, you could do a couple really big deals and yeah. then all of a sudden you can have somebody else for something specific that you need. And that enables you to catapult even more. No one does like seed funding for real estate agents starting a team. Right. You know, it's all usually self funded. Even if, even if the brokerage you're with is covering certain things, ultimately it's still coming from your pocket to That's make right. the biggest steps, right? The biggest moves yep. when it comes to, you know, what, who you're hiring and, and, and building out that team. So for me, that's what I'm the most passionate about. And I want to continue to kind of work in that area because I think there's so much room for improvement for just making women feel like they can do it and that they need to stick it out, you know, while these kids are little and while childcare is probably maybe more than what you're making. And it's just, it's, it's, it's something that needs to be talked about
0: more. Do you know, it's incredible. We are so fortunate. It's not just real estate brokers but where we are in the world today so Kirk who you know says you know he's been a in he's a marketing executive and has been for over 25 years he said never in the history of advertising and marketing can you reach the most people with the smallest amount of money because of yes. all of social media doing podcasts i remember serene yes. to her credit who runs all of our marketing and rpr said she wanted me, this is a number of years ago. She said, well, when she was coming up with ideas, well, we'll do your morning routine. And I said it to Kirk. He's like, you're a real estate broker. No one wants to hear about your morning routine. Now we've and got now Tyler we Whitman you doing know, showing routine. me his face routine. Not that I have any face routine, um, but I called him after that and had him recommend some product, which <laughs> I never bought. Anyway, hello, Tyler. Anyway, but we. my point is we've come such a long way, meaning we're in this, thank God, business where we're successful and can make money and it's not like you have to do one or the other and we can take our platform and amplify it you did it by being on television which Mm -hmm. was simultaneous got you into speaking and helping women and this whole motivational side Mm -hmm. also promoted your real estate business
1: and it goes hand in hand it does it does and and it also goes hand in hand for me especially with recruitment i really really attract the people who are like my tribe, the people, right. the, the people who it resonates with them, because I've been putting out the content for so long that they know exactly what they're getting when that they. So
0: that's when great. they're. With, I mean, right. and,
1: and it happens all the time. And they're the like, kind of
0: people that you you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not a. It's not your some exactly. closed off book that I'm going to work for this real estate agent. Yeah, like I. Don't, they actually know you and see you. Yes, that's great.
1: If you think about, and I actually think that that's the thing that most people are like well, do you really get business from like your Instagram? Right? Do you really? I'm like, well, yes, I guess, of course, on right. some level. But is it coming directly from there? Maybe not. And is growing an incredible team because you attract top talent because they know who you are. Is that all? That's also a huge part of this. 100%. Because the talent and yeah. the team and the people that you work with, that, that's. That's the business right now, right? Because you can't do it alone. I mean, at the level you're working, you're doing business, you can't do it alone. No,
0: and I fought having a team for so many years, and and reminds me of that all the time. When it's like (laughs) I have to go to the next level, there's a saying that 50% of my marketing works. I'm just not sure which 50%. And that's when it when they ask you about and that Tom Fari, who's also our coach, our business coach, was we were going through my marketing and talking about what what actually works and talking about social media. And you're right. Uh, we've actually, we've sold properties because we had them yeah. on Instagram. That's incredible. And you can yes. clearly track that back. However, it's more, it just keeps us out there and in front of people and yeah. people seeing what we're doing and who we are. Yeah. It's promoting, reminding
1: people that this is what you do. I mean, you know, you've been in this longer than me. People, yeah, but it's it's like people people conveniently forget. Yeah, sometimes. Well,
0: or whoever's standing in front of them, or like you said, their cousin (laughs) who's been in the business for a day. (laughs) (laughs) Where I've had deals where, you know, someone I was talking about this with another broker the other day. Um, I've had clients who I've worked with, and they said, or someone called me and they said, but I have this best friend or client. I really. I have to give them something, but, but they're not going to get the deal done. And yeah. I don't, you know, you've been doing it for all these years and sold a gazillion apartments in our building or whatever it is. And I say, listen, I'll pay them a referral fee. Of course. And let them just, they can oh. shadow me or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I'll, yeah,
1: will I'll pay them to go away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or learn and then, no, and then exactly. they can come no, join no. our they team. Can, they can hang out. Yes. They can hang out. Right. But
1: yeah, that's effectively, um, effectively. Somebody even once yes. made me be the one to tell them too. Oh, they oh, were like, was... okay, so I'm introducing you to Kirsten. and Now right. you guys can go in the other room and she's going to tell, tell you, you how this is going to go down. And I was like, oh,
0: All right. okay. So well, one of my first, She gave really... you
1: the ownership.
0: I know. Or he or she. So I've always been good
1: go. at difficult conversations. Yes, you are.
0: Because you know what? You don't avoid them.
1: No, I don't avoid difficult conversations. Actually, I'm trying to slow down on difficult conversations because I get so dog in a bone with. On certain things, where like, you know, my coach will be like, you need to do this and you got to get do this and you got to do this. And then I'll go, get ready, I'm going to do it. And then I don't think and I don't sit back because the truth is, it's very easy for them to give you these, these, you know, like my coach, I'm coaching with Yvonne, love Mm -hmm. Yvonne. You know, but they everybody comes in and they've got their thirty minutes with you and what they can distill from their thirty minutes, it just takes time to make some of oh, these I decisions. See what you're and right. sometimes I can get really like jazzed up in and the I know and you act. and sometimes it's like it's you're gonna have to act and you're gonna have to do it, but maybe you don't need to do it today. Right. Because what the aftermath of doing it today is very different than the aftermath of doing it ten days from now, a month from now, when you had a plan for how this is gonna That's right. how you're gonna do things. Whereas in the beginning I was always like so focused on not the non avoidance that I was almost like a bull in a china shop mm. where you're like, I can have any difficult conversation with anybody and I'm just gonna do it. And then it's like, oh but wait, I was so good at not avoiding the conversation that now I'm literally up S H I T Creek right. without a paddle. Because yep. like I
0: So I used to be the opposite and I've trained myself to be better. I'm certainly not <laughs> where you are, but I can sit and think and ruminate on something and take all the advice and not act, but I've trained myself to act much
1: faster because well, it the, doesn't catch you it, And you. it doesn't help the person yeah. most of the Anyone, time. Anyone, including it, mo- yourself exactly. or the person you need to speak to. Yeah, yes. That's right. It's it's, it's right. important, but I, uh, it's, a, it's a delicate balance. It's a delicate balance from like ripping the Band-Aid off and ruining your whole life for like a month or something. There you
0: go. <laughs> okay. So where did you meet? Stefano.
1: Oh, so your husband? Yes. <laughs> so, so I met Stefano in New York,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the reason I met Stefano in New York was because I lived in Italy for a couple of years after college. So I left because I so, know your
0: ta- your family's Italian, but why?
1: So I when I w- I went to University of Wisconsin Madison,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I had lived in Westchester, New York, for ten years. My parents got divorced. My mom moved to Westchester, New York, when I was ten, and lived in Westchester and Then I decided to go to the University of Wisconsin because I got reciprocity on tuition with Minnesota because my dad was still living in Minnesota. So they still had a reciprocity tuition agreement. So I was essentially able to go to Wisconsin as a state school. And um, so I it, it was just like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know where I wanted to go for college. It was a good enough school. I got in. I did it. I just went and I didn't really love it. Like, mm. I made some good friends. It was fine. I was definitely a loner. Like, I was ready to just be alone when I got to college. I'm the mm. oldest of five children. I had, like, lived in it. My bedroom in high school was, like, had, like, two doors, and people would go through my bedroom to get to the kitchen. Like, it was, like, that was my life. Got like, it, it was yep. never privacy, never a minute alone, always just, like, <laughs> and so I ended up studying abroad in Rome my junior year, sophomore year, junior junior year. And it was it was, like, the most incredible experience of my life. I, like, fell in love with Italy, fell in love with going abroad. Mm. It was just, like... I just, I, I literally realized that this is what I wanted to do. And I ended up staying after study abroad for a cu- for like six weeks or two months or something and living outside of Rome in a place called Garbatella, which is like a very Roman little area that's almost like a little suburb. It's almost like living in Riverdale mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I just was alone for the summer. I had a boyfriend there that I had stayed behind to be with and he dumped me immediately as soon as the semester was over. And I basically lived with these two Spanish women who only spoke. Italian. Hold on. Why'd he dump you? And where is he? He now? was just like, he's married. We're I think we, ran, we randomly keep in touch. Yeah. He was just like, I mean, you're like the love of my life and now you're going to leave. And so this is going to work for oh, me. So I'm okay, going to so, get rid of you right. because of whatever. Got it. And so I lived alone. I worked for a midwife Mm-hmm. Um, who's who's American woman who lives in Rome who's who's a midwife and I like did paperwork for her and I just lived in Rome and I and I studied Italian and and I finished out the summer there and then I and then when I got home I finished out college moved to Chicago after college mm-hmm. for another guy um, who dumped me yeah. as soon as I moved to Chicago okay. great pattern Go, going here. really well yeah. we're going really well So <laughs> let's follow yeah, <laughs> these guys around it's a really good <laughs> idea and then um, and then and then I was in Chicago for a year and I I read that book The Alchemist by Paulo yeah, Coelho yeah. and I was reading the book and I was like. This book is telling me I need to go to Italy, so I sold everything I owned. I had a car, I had like you know clothing and, and and a bed and all this furniture. I sold everything I owned, and I put all the money aside, and I and I moved to Milan. I had a friend. I have a friend named Jessica Kriegel, who's actually a very famous. <laughs> person now. She's like a big, she's actually a, a thought leader for a think tank and she speaks about workplace culture all day, every day. That's wow. a whole other thing. Okay. And we've kept in touch over the years. So I lived on Jessica and Fabio's couch, her, her boyfriend at the time in Milan. And I um, and then I started getting odd jobs. I just lived with a family for a little while and then it rolled into me moving into a friend's apartment a little bit outside of Milan again, and then kind of waiting tables, teaching English. And then the next thing I, I, I got a job being a salesperson i was the international salesperson for this company that sold licenses for designs of greeting cards and wrapping paper so like they were selling pictures of santa and Mm. bunny rabbits to all these companies in eastern europe and uh, germany and all that and so i traveled around and translated because at that point my my italian has gotten had gotten pretty good so i was translating for the owner who didn't speak english and we would go to these big meetings we went to like unicef and all these places here i am i'm like 23 years old 24 years old translating for this owner who speaks no English and is actually an extremely vulgar funny individual with like a cigar making dirty jokes in Italian that nobody understands I'm translating trying to like
0: clean it up clean it up (laughs) trying
1: to and he's like you know the whole thing it was like the while, and I started dating the son who was like a Terrible individual. Okay, another, terrible. Good, another, another good really, really really yeah. good choice. Okay. Getting stuck in Italy, <laughs> and my grandfather and my, and Alexandra come over to visit me in Milan in in Bergamo, which is where I'm now living with the uh, with the boyfriend, pretending I'm not living with the boyfriend because he was like a really bad boy, and uh, and like I was he my, hot beautiful oh, okay. tattoos head to toe like the whole oh, thing yeah yeah yeah. It's like we had a dog together bad stuff yeah. seven year he had a seven-year-old at the time i'm like 23 oh, it was really okay. bad it was Got really it. like okay. epic epic yeah. stuff that you're like wow you made it out alive <laughs> so huh? your grandfather met him <laughs> so my grandfather comes into town <laughs> and my step-grandmother who she's 17 oh, years 17 yeah. years younger than him who had lived in italy she had lived in italy for a couple of years of her life she she looks at me they meet him they literally pull me aside and they're like you need to get out of here it's over for you now. You're leaving. Wow. You are going to get pregnant and you're going to get stuck here and you got to get out of here. And I was like, but I'm having so much fun. (laughs) And they were like, no, 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 no. You're out. You're out. He saved you. You're out. They saved me. It was more her than anything else. My grandfather was like, this is, and they were both so sweet because they just loved me so much. And like, they were just like, you know, you know when someone's in the back of the room being like, oh no. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) They were like doing that, but like in my face. And so, long story short, it took me a minute to get out of there. I didn't get out of there as quickly, but I got out. And uh, And I moved back to New York. And my parents were like, my stepfather said to me, if you want to be in sales, because I had been in sales and I realized uh-huh. that sales was going to be fun for me, because yeah. I love the people part and the traveling around part and the craziness of it. He was like, you got to get into something where it's big ticket items. You got to sell something that's expensive. None of this selling $200 licenses and getting paid crap. You go and you get into real estate or something else. that's a big ticket. And that's what you're going to do. And I was like, Okay. So I got my real estate license. I was twenty four and I moved to I moved to New York. But so there were people that I met in Milan that I kept in touch with. Mm. And those people ended up being the people that introduced me to Stefano here in New York when I moved to New York. Got it. So it was like a birthday party and this friend of mine who introduced me to somebody who'd introduced me to somebody who'd introduced me to this boyfriend that I ended up moving up to Bergamo for. How long um, how long were you in Italy? After It was it was two years after college. Two years. It was over two years. So I
0: lived overseas for uh, six, seven years after a little bit after college. I worked for two and a half years in DC, three mm-hmm. years, and then I moved overseas. But what would you say? Maybe maybe there isn't, but the experience living overseas, what did it give you?
1: Well, I, I speak fluent Italian now, okay. which is which is yeah. great. Okay, and, so that's uh, a real and, tangible. and a yeah. tangible was really great. But what it taught me. And meeting your husband. I'm meeting my husband, and is it like I literally can go anywhere alone. Like everybody's always like, do you want to meet up and drive over to the party together? Right. Do you want to like go together? And I'm like, no, I don't want to go together. And I also don't want to walk into this party and have you attached to my ankle because I prefer to be going in and meeting new people and like doing the. And granted, there are situations that are intimidating and all yeah. that. But there was, I was a- I was literally for the first year. I was like literally alone all day, every day. I would go, I would go and do my waiting tables and all that. But like, I didn't have friends groups. I didn't have gal pals. I didn't have, I was literally taking the subway to and from places. I would listen to music. I would write, I would journal. I would like journal about. That is, and I just spent all this time alone. And honestly, like people, and I'm so extroverted. Yeah. But I, do, it's, I'm almost so much a loner that it's almost like too much. Like now I finally feel like I'm making real relationships in my so life. So that
0: is incredible. So, all right. So when you came to the JCC gala.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I know you came with Kevin, but if he couldn't go you just would have Yeah. No big deal and you would have confident ended up yeah. talking to people and Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great.
1: It I mean That's it, I mean it,
0: what a lesson to learn.
1: It just makes you be like, you know, who, plus I'm just I'm I'm very good by myself if, I yeah. wanna, if I'm want if i going to be alone. Like I don't... And granted, there is a point when you re- reach a deep level of loneliness and yes. you have to be very careful like in a situation like that, deep loneliness will make you do stupid things because you're so good and you're so good being alone but then there is this kind of slow, yes, that's right. lonely thing that will just start chipping away at you and then you make dumb decisions. You end up with a bad boyfriend because he's like, you've reached a point where you can't be alone yeah. anymore. You needed human connection. You needed something. You haven't, I haven't been living near my family in years. You know, things like that. So I think... There's a point where anything can be too much of something. Of
0: course. Yeah, absolutely. Scarlett always picks a food and says, well, if you eat too much of that, is that that a bad thing? Like a healthy food? (laughs) Yeah, you'll get sick if you eat too much of anything. So we're getting towards the end, but.
1: I'm long-winded on some of this stuff. Sorry, that Italian Mm -hmm. story. It's hard. It's hard not to tell the whole thing. I love it.
0: The tattoo guy. We got to see a picture of that. What's his name?
1: (laughs) His name was Raffaele.
0: Oh, okay
1: <laughs> oh my god no like uh, really like you look at the picture and uh, any parent would be like <sighs> <laughs> get him up!" <laughs> we're gonna get a picture we're gonna get a picture start he's not do, even gonna know we're gonna like blur out the deep, eyes or deep something dive I mean, we've on got that. A, yeah we've got a um, deep dive
0: all right million dollar listing so you were on for one season before they pulled million yeah. dollar listing in new york i think they it's, it's only in are they continuing it in
1: beverly yeah. hills yeah, it's in Beverly Hills because right. I think it's just, it's literally just Tracy, Josh, yeah. and uh, Josh, I think. Yeah. Tracy, Josh, and Josh. Yeah, I think
0: you're right. So how did that come about for your season here?
1: So Give I, us the quick. The, the quick, yeah, because I got to be for, quick. And
0: did you have, hold this. on. Did you have a vision and was it something you had set your sights on?
1: So the the what really happened was I got a text message from a casting agent and Mm -hmm. I had been at a point in my life where I realized it was going to I was going to have to make a change. And I think I I knew I wanted to be I wanted to take my real estate career to the next level because Tommy was like two years old. So it was starting to get like a little bit less awful, you know, Mm -hmm. and I and and so. I just had this moment and I saw this text come in and they asked me if I'd be interested in casting on million dollar list in New York and I actually from the text thought that they like had only texted me.
0: Oh, okay. It was a general It was like a, text. it was definitely yeah. a general text yeah.
1: and I was like I've been discovered. Uh.
0: but had you been prepping and thinking or manifesting none of this i just had
1: been like i need something i need to change and how did they get to you and uh, i guess they saw me on social media i'd been working on my social i had like you know i had a you know a decent instagram following nothing crazy and so they reached out and um and and i started casting and when i was casting i got really deep into meditation i ended up going to tony robbins um unleash the power within Mm -hmm. right before my big casting um like a screen test and um, I remember that and I was so and I was so I was just so confident that it was me I just knew that it was me I was like I just really think this is me and I think this is time and I think this is I'm the right person for this and I actually was in this space where I was like I think they're actually lucky to have me because I don't think that women like me want to do this except for me and I and I don't know where this is going. And it was a lot of like, is this the right thing? Is this the right thing for my family? Is this I can't believe we're doing this. Yeah. And then and then it was just kind of happened. And I actually wonder if the blessing is that it was only one season, because I don't know how many seasons I had in me.
0: Oh, it's a really grueling right. thing.
1: Yeah. It's grueling. Yeah. It's a grueling, really, really labor intensive thing, especially for a woman because there's also the hair and makeup piece and the and the wardrobe piece. And there's just I'm just, I'd never been on, I'd never really been on camera in that way. And I, and I was not, I didn't have that level of creativity around all the other pieces of making it really like producing my own, my own side. It's amazing that you're such a natural though. I mean, I, I definitely was destined to do it, which is why it was the thing that made me feel so confident about casting because I thought there's only one reason I can think of me schlepping it out for so long in this business that I don't even ultimately know if I love. And it's because I was meant to be on this show. And then it was like, oh yeah, that's what this is. This is what I was meant to be doing. And then, and and now I really believe that that's it because it gave me this whole. It just, it just propelled me. It gave me a reason. It gave me a why. It gave wow. me a hey. You know, this is why I'm going to make a team. This is why I'm going to go on my own. This is why I'm going to believe in myself. This is why I need to do this. This is now I have a platform. Now I and so I think that's I think that's what what it was for for me.
0: And look where you are.
1: And look at me now wearing a fuchsia blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Chit-chatting about my race walking, my Italian bad boyfriends.
0: That's a whole other segment. Okay,
1: so let's wrap. We'll come back next season. Don't uh, you worry. We can talk about other stuff. Next I'll interview I love you. that we have seasons. Can't wait for next season. I know. All right. I know. Usually I bring it down after one season. So it's a good thing you made me do. You got me to the second
0: season or the third or well, whatever We were this supposed is. to do it two other times, but I canceled twice. Anyway, scheduling. You know, it's tough. Uh, okay, so thank you for tuning in. This is Steve Cohen with Real Talk. And I'm at Stephen Cohen NY on Instagram. And you can find my dear friend Kirsten. Go ahead. Where yeah, can we Yeah. Find yeah. You? Well, he'll be tagging me. So it's Kirsten.jordan. Yes, that's, that's me. So leave us a review, <laughs> like, share, comment. All that stuff. Let us know who else you want to hear from, what you want us to talk about. Tim Malone is somewhere in Italy. I'm getting texts that he's running into friends of mine and clients of ours. Yeah. Good, good. This Thank was you, so fun. everyone. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> I love you. And we'll see everyone soon. Thanks. Thank you.